0: to the t Voxel Bomb Show. This T-Freaking Episode 79 of the program. Can you believe that it's 79? I've done 79 of these things by the time that you're watching this. For me, I've only done 78. I'm in the process of doing the ninth. So for me, I've only done 78. For you, I've done 79 because it's in the past. This is currently the present for me. For you, you're watching me in the past. In the past. For me, I got I'm I haven't done this yet. I'm looking to for this to be done and if that's in the future, episode seven and nine. It's in the present and the future because it still hasn't ended yet. So it's happening right now. Anyway, welcome back. This is a podcast. My name's Tim Weichelbaum Vushelbloom. And I am a podcaster, programmer, vlogger, and a, look how long, my, my hair's getting long. I li- So I'm from Texas, 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 you're supposed to say Texas, as opposed to texas is not texas is not the place to be right now, Texas used to be the place to be. Now it's too hot to be here, it's too hot man! It's too hot to go out as a heat warning. There's a heat. It's like, hey, it's going to be hot. What am I Okay, so use the air conditioner the same way I've been using it? Like, what's? Thank you for the warning, but I'm not going to be just walking outside in the middle of the heat. Uh, I'm not at risk of uh, the heat really affecting me other than it normally is. So I'm staying inside because I'm not an idiot. I stay inside. I didn't come here to go outside. It's not why I moved to Texas. I didn't move to Texas to go outside and be exposed to the elements and get older faster. Get sun damage. I don't even keep my car outside. I don't even like my cars aging by the Texas sun. God forbid I let my car sit outside for long enough to heat up the inside. And you walk in the car. you this, The seat belt metal touches your skin. And you get a burn. That hasn't happened to me. Because I keep it inside the garage. Let's talk more about the garage for a little while. We're going to spend about 20 minutes of the episode talking about this. Because this is pretty much what happened. All that happened to me to be. I did have to go outside for about 10 minutes yesterday. First, it was just a choice to just go outside and get some fresh air. Because being cooked up on the inside, just breathing this indoor air, it just doesn't really do much. It's not healthy for the brain, for the uh, psychological brain. So you got to go outside and feel the breeze a little, but it was too hot, but it was super hot, but anyway, that wasn't the problem. I was only going out there for two minutes to smoke a fake uh, CBD it. So I, I went out there and I noticed that there were, the garage was open. I left the garage open for about a day and a half, two days, something enough, enough for it to be like, oh boy!" Good thing there was nothing in there. There was nothing in there. Except for a broom. My water aida. There was nothing to steal. They could have walked in. The door was unlocked. But who cares? Like, yeah, I leave the... I, the door was unlocked for the garage to get in the house. Uh, but nobody walked in that. Nobody walked in my house. But the other problem with leaving your garage open for a day and a half in Texas in the middle of the heat, summer. It's not even summer, I don't think, but it's, it's like 100 degrees out every day as a heat wave. The problem with doing this is the wildlife is going to go into the garage for uh, to get a refuge from the heat. Because even the wildlife is not a fan of the heat. They're not designed to just be in 100-degree weather, even though they evolved to live here natively. It don't mean that they enjoy the extreme heat. They, it's like, yeah, okay, it's because I'm a lizard, and I'm born here in evolution designed me to live here i don't want to be at a hundred degrees all the t- it's still a pain in the ass it's because you're an animal designed for the environment doesn't mean it's like this a, everything's a peachy everything's a cakewalk it's like they still have they still don't like it every day it's like can i get some shade so they go in the garage for shade so i, I was like oh crap i left my garage open for two days no car there was no car in there 'Cause my car is in the shop still, from a week ago, since uh, somebody sideswiped me. Some idiot Uber driver sideswiped me, and I didn't get their license plate. I just try. I tried to record it, but I was too far away. So I'm going through insurance, and it's a pain. It's a huge pita, huge pain in the ass. But anyway, the garage. So there's nothing to worry about with it. the car. The problem is, I have these glue traps I leave right by the edges of the garage, in the corners of the front of the garage, where the garage opens and closes right on the sides there. That's where I keep glue traps. Just two glue traps, big, heavy-duty. Uh, so I, I was like, crap. I immediately noticed that there was like two like snaky-looking things in one of them, and then the other one two frogs like, oh crap I got a bunch of wildlife trapped in and I didn't want to trap them that's not what they're for they're for tiny insects that can get through the tiny little crevice in the garage it's never been a problem when it's closed because then it's just a little bit of crickets and spiders and, and stuff that I don't care about that I don't want getting hold through the threshold. But when you leave the garage wide open, you're going to get animals. So how freaking toys... I was kind of like in like gross... Man, I was like, Ugh, that's not what I want. I didn't want to catch frogs and lizards. It was weird how they were both two of the same animal, like Noah's Ark. On one side, it was two lizards. And the other side, it was two frogs. So they must have been hanging out or something. But on the la- I've never seen lizards before in this, uh, I've never seen lizards just wandering around. I've seen frogs, but apparently there's lizards. I thought there were geck. No, at first I thought there were snakes. I was like, oh crap, snakes. What do I do? But they were just long lizards. I thought there were geckos, but no, geckos are more, I think, uh, rare, but they were just regular old but they had super long tails that's why i thought they were snake cuz they basically just looked like snakes with two little stubby legs attached to them cuz super long tails striped lizards very uh you know strongly cut like like bright green and black stripes but they're just called uh, what are they called common ta- i wrote it down on here just to get it they're just called uh, spotted whip tails spotted whip tail lizards i looked it up cuz it's exotic to me cuz i don't have you know I was like, oh, lizards but they were alive the frogs the one of the frogs was dried up and deceased so i i couldn't do nothing about that it was dead frogs are more vulnerable they need water like to be they need to like, have water Around them at all times, or else they dry up in a couple days. Apparently, because apparently, this one was like dried up, and like, like you know, like not looking, it was all de- emaciated. But this other one was perfectly alive, right next to it, just perfectly, right on the damn glue trap in the lizards. They just were just not moving at all, because they were just, they were just like, yeah, I'm totally stuck, what am I supposed to do? Their eyes were open. I was looking at it. I was like waving it. I was like, You guys. And then I was like, Well, I'm not just going to let them die and starve to death because I have some love or, you know, sympathy for animals. Like if I was just an, a lizard or a frog just stuck there, I wouldn't want to just starve to death. So I was like, well, we gotta let it, we gotta do it, we gotta, I'm not just gonna kill them. I'm gonna try to free them. If it's anything but an animal, even a mouse, if it was a mouse, I would at least kill the thing. I would put it out of its misery, but that would be gruesome. You know, I don't like killing, like, fur, like, mammals, I don't think they're mammals. I don't think, but they're, like, enough, they're human-like enough. For me to not want to murder them, I don't know if they're yeah, are they man? I don't know what the hell they are, but they're fur balls and they're I I sympath- like mice. I don't want to have to like kill a mu- a mouse, but it wasn't a freaking mouse. It was lizards, and fur- so I knew this just from knowing about glue traps that you could uh, free things with uh, mineral oil or vegetable oil. So I just was like okay. I went in the house, and all I had was a little bit of avocado oil, like a little bit of it. So I, I doused them in that. I I first doused the frog, and I could tell as soon as it got some of it near its mouth, it started like drinking it. Started drinking the avocado oil. So that frog is getting some healthy fats. It didn't die. It didn't drown. It survived. Long story short the animals, uh, survived, the ones that were alive, there were some crickets on there that I didn't care about saving, there was a grasshopper. There was like, you know, but the, the animals that I care, you know, it's a pecking order, certain animals I could not care at all about surviving the, you know, there's an ecosystem, you know, eco- ecologically, sure, we need insects, for ecological reasons only because we haven't made our own ecosystem yet we'll get there like like on mars are we gonna bring ticks and bats and any animals to mars really any besides dogs and cats maybe even cats i don't think will make the cut on mars because we're not domesticated enough wolf cows but that leads to more problems, because if we bring the cows, now we got the methane. Okay, so we're already going to have a problem with global warming on Mars? Well, yes, because it's a cold planet, so actually that wouldn't be bad if we had an ozone layer accumulating carbon dioxide on Mars for a little while. You need some to make a nice ozone layer. doesn't have one as much as we need that. We need a thicker one on Mars to get that nice... What do they call it? that effect, the greenhouse effect? And that'll be a beautiful tropical planet without any bugs. Why the hell would we bring bugs to Mars? So I'm for bugs on Earth, only because they play an ecological role. Except for mosquitoes. Nobody agrees, except for the mosquito uh, Except for the lobbyists in the mosquito community, which are only mosquitoes. There's nobody on Earth that's not a mosquito that is pro-mosquito. That's like, oh, we need the mosquitoes. Would you think about them? Because they are a good thing. They're they're part of the eco. No, they're alive and we don't give a crap about them. Just because they're alive doesn't mean that they deserve to be alive. No so mosquitoes, everybody agrees, every expert on the Earth agrees that they could they could not be on the Earth. They might as well just be burnt. Might as well just all be accumulated into a mass and compressed into a smaller mass until it's like the size of a basketball. And then it would just turn into like this, like a rock. And then it's like, here's all the mosquitoes on the planet, and now it's like a small rock. And we'll just put it on like a... We'll just get rid of it. We'll just, like, okay, that's it. It's Why keep it at that point? We'll just turn it into, into carbon, ash, or keep it as a memento for, like, a thing that should not exist. It's just a parasite. It's like, thank you. It's like, these things that nature creates, not all of them are, sy- like, good, like, symbiotic. They don't belong here. They're not, they're just evil. Some things that nature creates are only evil. So nature, th- there's no such thing as God, is what I'm saying. Like if God existed, why would they do that? Yeah, I'm going to create things that are just evil to make people suffer more. So if there is like a, such a thing as like a overlooker, or something that created the universe or the simulation, why would you write in something like mosquitoes into the code? I don't know, but nature is not good, I'm saying. Nature's not a perfect thing, and that's why we fight the shit out of it. You know? you don't just go into nature and just accept it for the way it is. You'll get killed immediately. You'll get poison ivy. You'll get malaria. You'll get heat stroke. You'll freeze to death. Something will maul you. So what I was trying to say, bottom line is, fuck nature. Yeah, not in a mean way, I'm just saying, but like, kind of. There's some cool things, it's pretty, there's some beautiful things about it, but usually what we say is beautiful, sunsets, that's about it. Everything else is just like, eh. It's asymmetrical. Anyway, and disease is disgusting, like, no one's ever been like, oh, that's a beautiful disease everybody agrees that every disease is like gross looking nobody looks at a diseased deer and goes it's a good looking no it's diseased something wrong with that deer it's like it has a disease it's like okay well i kind of want it's it's a good looking No, no diseases improve the health of a organism. Why the hell? Why not? I, like, why is there no good diseases? What the hell is that about? That's another complaint I have with nature. It's like, you can only get a disease that only does bad. Nobody gets a uh, catches like a good cold. It's like, yeah, I got caught a a a good a, a warm. I caught a a hot, not a bad cold. I caught a blessing. Uh. Like, there's no word for it because it doesn't exist. You either are healthy or sick. There's no such thing as, like, a boost or, like, a power-up, like, in video games. Because we're better than nature. That's why we created video games. There's no such thing as a video game in nature, except for drugs or something. Like, you take drugs. That's a power-up. Oh, I caught... I walked into... uh, um, I, I ate a mushroom. I ate this mushroom, and it made me feel like I had superpowers. Yeah, but usually not. That's the best thing we got. Is and then opium. So oh, I ate this pot of opium, and it made me feel really good. It's like that's it. That's the best you got. In nature just drugs. We're the ones who made them improved. We had to improve those drugs into better ones. Yeah, like like what are like the good drugs that I that are like okay, weed is that a power up kind of for a short duration it gives you a nice dopamine But I haven't been doing anyway, so nature it's not great. There's no such thing as like good diseases and to get back to the real topic here. The lizards. The avocado. We started with that to get these things off the uh sticky glue traps it takes a long time for the glue traps to give way but it was working i i got the damn i just kept like pouring as much as i had i ran out of avocado oil and the things were all stuck and all alive and trying to break free but like no the frog was like trying to hop away and his belly was still stuck to the damn thing and I was like, okay, it's just a matter. It'll free, get free. But I got more stuff. I got Crisco. I had to bust out the Crisco. Because I had nothing. To, I ran. I had no olive oil. What am I going to use, butter? So I, I had to melt some Crisco, threw it in the microwave. And the cup, I used like a plastic Solo cup for some stupid reason. And it, that melted the cup. So I just... But whatever. I had the... Enough of... I had a bunch of melted Crisco. So I waited for it to cool off a little bit. Because so I didn't want to scald the animals in in Crisco and kill them. That would be not a pleasant way to go. But I, I chucked it all over them. So that worked. And now the, I noticed that the, that the, the frog had had left the trap without me even realizing it I, was like, I looked at what it looked oh it's free and I saw there was I saw that it was on the in the bushes and it was it was like okay you're free I saved that th- and then I and the lizards the lizards took a little longer to free I I doused them in the Crisco I got one of them off I had to use a broom to lift its body you know, in the most gentle way I could, I just kept lifting and lifting and waiting and applying. You know, it, eventually it, it got free and had enough energy to run off away from the garage. And it was, it gave me a nice little, I don't know, it looked happy to be still free and, and a lot. And then the other one took more effort, it took a lot of Crisco. And by the time I got that one off, it was like, I I was like, it was so covered in congealing Crisco. It was just like, had all this white fat all over it because it was drying out. It was was solidifying. I felt bad for the thing. I was like, okay, you're very lubed up. I don't think that's good to be pre-seasoned with Crisco as a lizard in nature. I think that'll make you tastier for the hawks so i had some i had a squirt ball, ball i had a bottle of water that i squirted onto the lizard i squirted it with water and it enjoyed the water and it kept running towards me i was like don't run towards me but here's more water so once i thought i had enough water i tried to get it out of the damn garage and it kept coming back in so, I had to use the broom to sweep the damn thing out of the garage. And I didn't want to hurt it, but that's all I could do. I didn't want to touch the damn thing. So, I just swept it out of the garage and it found refuge. It's uh, probably, who you know, I mean, I did my job. It's safe. It, I, I saved what I could out of the. So, anyway, glue traps are. Uh, not very like ethical, you'd call it. If you're a PETA guy, PETA file, I call them. If you're into animals, I don't think glue traps are the way to go to catch a mouse, like a pest. They're not very humane. Uh, so if I have a rat, like a mouse problem, rodent problem, I would use uh, I guess. The kind that just snap their necks in half. The kind that just completely. Those don't seem very humane either. Those have to, like, snap their neck perfectly in the right place, or else they're just gonna be in pain. And, you know, might just break only their legs, but they'll still be stuck there. And the glue traps are worse, though, because they will either starve to death. Or they will try to break free, which involves like literally gnawing away. They will gnaw their limbs off. Or they'll they'll just like break free and just leave a couple uh, limbs on the glute. So they're not good for rodents. I mean, you know, unless you just catch, unless you just enjoy the part where you catch them and uh, kill them yourself. If you enjoy killing animals, maybe that's for you but glue traps are like really good for indoor insects and spiders so i mean when i had the uh, spider problem last year the recluse problem which it's recluse season by the way it's we're in the heat it's like end of it's like mid june we're it's so uh recluse season Goes until October. November is when I could start sleeping, with uh, not one eye open. Maybe I could sleep with two eyes closed. Yeah, once it hits November, they they recede back into the walls. But anyway, I haven't found any recluse yet, but I'm I'm expecting them, cause I don't think I got all of them. But last year I had a huge amount of them. Like a hundred of them just showing up on uh, glue traps, not big ones. It was just one batch of recluse from a baby, from a, a mother that laid, you know, had babies. So they were all juvenile, but they were getting bigger throughout the few months that they were a, a lot that I noticed them. There's no way I got, you know, I, I mean. It was horrendous just waking up every day and finding more of them. All Many of them were alive. I would have noticed them even if I never got the glue traps. That's how I first noticed them. It was It was a nightmare. But now it's made me less of an arachnophobe because I've been exposed to one of the worst kinds you could be exposed to. So now when I see a regular spider, it's like, okay, whatever. I'll, I don't like it. I still don't want it to be close to me or on me or sleeping with it. But if it's not a recluse, at least I don't have to freak out. Even if it's a recluse, I didn't freak out. It just made me like nauseate and like have this like gut feeling of like uneasiness. It's like, uh I don't want to. It just made me not be able to sleep at night for rational fear. You know? But they're horrendous. Even the small ones. Even the small ones could still bite you. But the glue traps are really effective at catching these damn things. Because they only go on the ground. They don't know how to climb walls. They got these tiny little spindly legs. That don't have enough stickiness to climb the walls. They could climb onto your clothing. And if you have a pile of laundry, you can't keep that on the floor because they will nestle in there. So you got to keep everything off the ground that they could climb into or onto. But if they could be in the carpets. I've never seen them in the carpets. If they're on the floor, they're not going to be affected by most poisons because they just walk right over it. So anyway, that's where I saw them, on the floors of every room. Not the carpeting. They had to be in there. I just couldn't see them, which is horrendous. But anyway, the glue traps caught so many of them, and that's great. Because then, I don't know, it just was helping a lot. So I still am a fan, you could say, for lack of a better word. I'm an advocate of using glue traps if you have that problem. If you have a recluse problem, yes. And then some people would even be against using them on recluse because they feel like, eh, recluse, they're not going to bother me. They take care of other pests, and they're not going to fuck with me because they're timid. But that's okay. I'll take the other pests that are not going to leave a gaping wound. And I did get bit by something. And it was leaving like this uh, pain. I got bit on the elbow by something. It left like this tiny little bump. And it ma- it made me like, gave me this achy feeling in my arm. I was like, what the hell is that? I don't think it was a recluse. But it, there's other bugs that are not that interesting to speak of. Nothing crazy at the moment. But I'm expecting, I'm prepared for it to be bad. Cause it's, I'm I'm just expecting with full confidence and no, it's still going to suck. Even though I, I feel like, oh yeah, don't be surprised if there's another recluse infestation. I'm still going to be very taken aback when they show up in these glue traps. Cause they're not a good animal to have in your house. Like I'm not that they're not friendly and they're ugly they're horrendous so anyway that's that's another sorry texas texas isn't a good place to be unless you live in a high unless you're just like don't go outside you know it's not the word it's i like it still i still have that feeling of like oh yeah it has its own uh feeling to it like whenever you cross the border of a different state if you drive into texas from arkansas you wouldn't you know when you're in texas that big ass sign will be like welcome to texas drive safe and you'll just feel like yep this is the lone star state it has this ethos this theme to it that in emotion that i still like but i guess living in like austin doesn't have that austin is, is its own place and that novelty you know austin I don't know if it's the best place to live, man. It's kind of a sketchy place. And the police, I feel for them because who the hell would want to be a cop in this town, man? They... Anyway, and nothing happened, you know. The uh, the car accident, which was be- not an accident on my end. I did nothing wrong. Somebody asked me, Hey, I heard you fucked up your car. All good? It's like, Thanks for checking in. I appreciate that you're checking in. But I didn't fuck up my car. I'm not an idiot who fucks up shit. I'm an adult who is minding my own business and my Miata. Which most people who have Miatas, they respect their own property. They don't drive like idiots. So no, I didn't fuck up my car. Somebody else did. Some other loose some other idiot that's what the that's what you have to worry about here is the people on the road not the wildlife it's the wild life of people i mean it's it's the wildlife you could call them wildlife but they're technically not even though they're more wild than the wildlife the people are more wild than the wildlife The wildlife is just minding its own business. Like I got uh, wasps. Out this window here. Every day. All day long. I see wasps. Just going back and forth. And bumping into the window. That sound of a. You know that. That same thing. Doink. Boink. The the wasps just thinking. They can just walk right in. Thank god I got good insulated windows. That's not a problem. I don't open them. Anyway but wasps the type of wasp that, that particular thing is it's like uh a paper wasp or, or uh it's a like the kind that builds uh tubes it's uh i forget but it's the kind that doesn't go after humans mud dauber that's that, that's what it is not a h- paper wasp i don't think but it's because it makes its uh tube these uh nests out of mud and they're not aggressive towards humans. They look freaky. They got these separated bodies, like these bodies, with their, they're like weird, separated from their heads. Their heads, the top part of their body is separated from the bottom half, which is like this weird, tiny little tube. They look weird. I wouldn't want one on my body, but they don't go after humans, they go after spiders like recluse and uh, in particular a uh, certain species goes after just uh black widows the blue kind so they're actually pretty not terrifying not that bad to have just around i guess they provide an ecological they go after spiders which is kind of freaky cuz i got that means anytime you see one of their nests these tubular mud shaped uh yeah mud mud, muddy looking they just look like muddy tubes brown what's in those guaranteed is going to be uh paralyzed living spiders of all different varieties unless it's the kind that only goes after black widows that's freaky so if you knock them down and you break them open; they usually just break open on their own when they fall. They, you'll, they'll break open. You'll see all these spiders, like compacted because they're pushed into the tube. so their legs are usually like pushed up, like it's they're it's freaky looking, but they're still alive. They don't kill them. They keep the spiders alive and they paralyze them with their venom, and they feed their young. So I you know I'm in I do like reading about the nature cuz the mo- cuz knowledge is power. It's f- not fun knowledge at first but once you know you get it's like okay at least I know what to know what I'm getting into with all these and then god forbid I run into uh, uh you know bug beds or I mean Jesus Christ I think you know what I meant. I don't have to repeat it but why did I say bug beds but I hope I don't run into them is the point because those I would have to spend a lot of money it's not like insurance covers that that's just another unforeseen expense that could be incurred like anything if something breaks I gotta pay it out of pocket this car so it's in the it's in the uh, it's in a body shop And the insurance gave me a an an estimate before they got an estimate. They just gave me a pre-estimate that I could have accepted and already got the money, but it didn't even cover the impound fee, and I didn't get the real estimate yet from the body shop. So I didn't accept this offer. I was like, "This is not a good offer. It's an insult." So I gotta get the da- so I gotta go there in person. They said to sign off on the repairs. It's like okay, I gotta pay for a a fifty dollar Uber. Ten miles away to so just sign off on a repair. Can't you just do it over the? Can you just take my word for it? I- I'll scan you. So that's a pain in the ass, and it's who knows how long it's gonna take to fix the damn thing. So sometimes you'd rather it just be totaled. It's like well, great, I'm driving this repaired. This car that's been in a collision. So now it's worth less money. And I have to pay out of pocket to cover the deductible. And I didn't get any renter's money. And it's 300 a month to, for this insurance. That's not that cheap. It's over 300 a month. And it, it doesn't come with uh, money to cover renting a car. Which I should have got. Because I don't want to pay out of pocket to rent a car, man. God forbid. So anyway, I've been staying in all week. And I don't like that I can't go out. Because whenever I don't have a car is when I go, hey, it'd be kind of nice to just drive somewhere for the sake of... Yeah, so it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. And I'm thinking about getting a Tesla, going back to that, but that's more expensive i mean i got the charger they're doing a model three refresh soon but it's like a fifty thousand dollar car and i like the miata thing i like about tesla's is that they come with a pre-built integrated very good dash cam that records all around the vehicle so it'd be better for not that it would help cuz the insur- what would it do? The cops don't care. The cops ain't gonna rev- like, do it. Like, go- whatever. It would just be better to at least okay, at least I got the license plate. The Miata, when I get that thing back if I get it back. I mean, who knows? They might even just they might just not I mean, they might just be like, "Yeah, we're gonna, we gonna, we gave up on fixing it." Who the hell knows, man, but they picked it up from the tow yard on my behalf. So somebody's got to pay for that impound fee was sitting in this stupid impound lot for like almost, you know, a week. And it incurred like a lot of fees. But they picked it up for me. They didn't think they were able to be able to do that. They were like, "Oh, well, you got to go there yourself to sign off, to pay to you. I was like, no, you don't. I called, you know, you don't. So anyway, so that what am I going with? What's the point? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get a dash cam. Whoopee! So the next time it happens, which it will, next time I get sideswiped or murdered, like, by, like manslaughtered, at least it'll be on camera. At least someone will be able to watch my death. And I'll be yelling like my last words or something if I even see it coming. If I just see that, oh great, I'm going to die. Nothing I can do. I'm in a Miata. I'm definitely going to die. I'll say something if it picks up audio. I'll say like I don't know what my I'll just be like oh great whoa fuck it'll probably just be something like that like like an unenthusiastic like oh great so that's how I die oh great that's how I die who the hell knows it will probably be a lot more loud like enth- it will be enthusiastic but I'll be like, but I can't do it right now because I'm too I don't care I'm not I'm not awake enough to be like act out my last words like I'm. I don't have that I'm I'm tired. My sleep. Oh yeah, so anyway, this podcast the point it's like a window into my life. That's all it is. It's like I'm like Mark Marin but without the guests. It's just the intro. A very drawn out uh, just an intro. But that's the whole podcast. It's like so here's what happened in the here's my life. I talk very deeply about me. And that's what that's what I do. That's a skill. To be able to talk about yourself is a skill. Not all comedians do that. Not that I really pers- like call myself a comedian. But when I do it, I usually talk about myself. I don't just do jokes. Like, hey, knock, knock. Hey, what do you call a guy in a wheelchair whose dick doesn't work? I, uh, disably, a disabled cock sucker I don't know I don't do jokes like that anymore I, you know I don't do that maybe sometimes I'll do that because it's like oh I thought of something funny let's do it no but it's usually about my life it's usually about just an observation and I take pride in that because I do like uh, I do take influence from Mark Marin. He's a dude that, uh, cause he he was talking about how he gets compliments. He was hanging out with Dice, and he was like, he got like Mark. Somebody went up to Mark and was like, "Hey man, your podcast got me through a hard time. Got me through a time. And Dice was afterwards just like, "I don't, I don't get that. I never get that from people. nobody says that. I don't get that from fans." And so that was something that's like, yeah, he probably doesn't, because he doesn't have that type, he doesn't do that type of uh, show, Dice. I like Dice, but he doesn't do that. He doesn't talk deeply about himself and get people through hard times. But anyway, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess there is value in that. So anyway, I like, and I like Mark Merritt, even though I know he has like this dark, he has this like edginess or, uh, uh, he's a mean guy. He could be very cutting and mean and, uh, whatever. I don't know why I'm bringing that up. Who cares? But, uh, I saw a special and it was good. I watched his latest special on HBO Max, which is now just called Max for some, everything's merging media is just owned by one th- person one entity owns every ip it's just max and disney that owns everything netflix is another and that's and then another one who cares amazon prime uh and then there's another one that i can't think of at the moment so anyway it's on hbo it's a really good comedy special i thought i would i don't know i I watched, uh, the, there's parts of it that are not great, and that's just in the beginning where he talks about fascism, he says it's about anti-fascism, was like, oh great, that's gonna be a fun part, you have a special about anti-fascism, but it's only like a 10 or 20 minute, if that, like, chunk, and it goes by, and then it's done, he doesn't bring it back up again, you know? and it's that's the part that's very like weak not funny where he's just like oh man these people some of them they get their news from one place and they want things to be a certain way and they think that they're like anti woke and eventually maybe they're just going to start wearing the same uniforms i get it cuz they're like fashion, they're going to they're, they're like nazis it's like that's not a, a, or, like a funny take it's a very like one-sided uh what is it what is the opposite of like uniting people divisive yeah divisive it's not funny to be divisive unless you're leaning into it so hard that it becomes ironic if you're doing it in a way that's authentic it's not that funny to be divisive on stage it's got you gotta lean into it like dice cuz then we get that it's a joke that he's not actually that misogynistic it's a that's why it's funny It's Iran it's like wow get he's actually saying shit that you can't say oh that's fun now Mark's take is just what every cookie cutter liberal says about their opposition the, the MAGA Republicans, he called them uh, Christian nationalists, I think. Something like that. He called them Christian uh, nationalists, I think, Some, or something else that had the word Christian. it But same thing, and he left off the word white. He didn't want to go, he didn't want to say just be that, like, okay, we're talking about white people here. White Christian nationalists. Whatever. It was a very boring, you know like was it thought provoking at least not really it was more like okay that's interesting that people think that way but what am i learning about myself because i'm not on his side i'm on the anti-woke side i definitely am on the not woke side so it's like what can i learn from this guy that i do kind of respect as a comic as a think he's a smart guy so can, maybe there is something to at least kind of think about with this uh, commentary and it's like not really about me cuz i'm not who he's talking about i don't just think like a certain way i i think he thinks a certain way so i learn i think about how some people are like him some people are so bigoted to other people in the same country uh that they It's a a phenomenon that is revealing something about them. I didn't really, like, uh, I didn't change that much. Uh, They changed. People on the left became more, like, I want to say, like, not fascist, but, like, yeah, like, groupthink. Uh, They don't worship, like, one leader, but they have this philosophy, or, like, Yeah, what's, you know, uh, ideology, uh, and it's about guilt, and like, pushing guilt off of their, just taking, not feeling like they're uh, bad people, so they all huddle up and uh, circle jerk each other to pretend that they believe in these wacky, woke ideas, and if you go against their agenda, you're the bad one, even though... you're just putting on a facade it's like you don't actually come on you don't actually believe that we should be celebrating like gay people all like all year like just like pretending that we love gay people all every day all year like every day wave of uh, obviously nobody believes that it's just a thing you do to virtue signal and I, you know, Republicans do it too to some extent with the whole like nationalism thing. And like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. Like they wave the American flag. Okay. uh All day, every day. It's like, okay. what What's the content to that? There's got to be something else you're doing besides just waving, just being a national. Anyway, it's just like interesting and scary. Not comforted. It's just kind of sad and uh, that you can't uh, be around these people, these Mark uh, Marin leftist types, because they're so uh, bigoted and evil. They they use unkind words and they're divisive uh, towards uh, anybody that doesn't go along with them. So it's unfortunate that we have to kind of distance ourselves from them just for our own sake of like comfort like there's a lot of them in Chicago that are just like exact clones cookie cutter clones of Mark Marin so it's not like I'm just talking about one person I'm talking about millions like of these people that I've come across that I just go okay that was that made me very that was a negative interaction that they uh caused that i was just being pretty honest i don't know I was like, yeah i don't go along with that sorry i wasn't being me i wasn't like using nasty language but you get into these very uncomfortable uh exchanges with these uh lefty types uh um because yeah they get they get like they they're programmed to be like oh you're you're the enemy i have to attack i have to do something to show that i don't condone you as a person so unfortunately it just puts you in this like uh it's like okay you just ignore them you just distance yourself it's like so that's you know so that's why i don't really go back to uh chicago very often because there's they're still really into that it's like their their church is uh is the is like a these certain comedy clubs are there churches where they go to congregate and spread their wokeness which which what that means is they're guilty conscious they they talk about how I feel guilty, but here's why i don't I shouldn't or something like here's why I'm one of the good ones, even though I'm white, and then of course another reason to I guess talk about this is because the new holiday, national holiday, Juneteenth, which is a play on words for June 19th. I didn't really know that. I was, because it doesn't really ring that, you know, it doesn't make me think 19. Juneteenth. What other uh, letter or number could it be, though? Like, what other number rhymes with, like, Nothing rhymes with oon. But the ends It's a stupid pun. I don't know where it came from. Juneteenth. It doesn't sound like 19th. But that's what it means. It means June... It's just a, a, a condensed... Horrible name for a holiday. Okay, Juneteenth. So it's just a sh- shorthand for June 19th. Okay, but what happened? What does it mean? Usually, we, like it said, the holiday is named after the thing. Like... Columbus Day. Okay, I get it. It's about Christopher Columbus. Uh, Veterans Day. Okay, I got it. Memorial Day. I'm confused. Don't we have Veterans Day? Yeah, but that's for the ones that haven't died. Uh, okay. That is a confusing one. Memorial Day. But you get it. It's about remembering shit. It's about remembering shit. uh, People that died or something. Yeah, you get the same feeling as that and Veterans Day. And then uh fourth of July, okay that one without the Independence Day, all then we'd be like what the hell's fourth of July? It's it's Independence Day. Say, like, oh it's when we became independent. It's a fireworks day. Who cares about independence? Whatever. Some people still care about that. I don't I'm going back to Europe. Uh, I'm going to Switzerland, that'll be my retirement community or country of retirement for obvious reasons. I don't like diversity. I like one culture that ain't changing. Eh, nothing new. Keep everything the same. You know, forward go forward with science and keep the banking laws progressive but conservative fiscally conservative not progressive in the bad way like higher taxes nah so anyway switzerland's looking good but aside from that june 10th is a stupid holiday and i'm saying that not to offend people that that think that that's an effect because no who would get i mean i guess people would be like how could you say that you're just stupid that's racist like no, I think I think it's racist to uh, kind of celebrate it. To be like, wait, you're celebrating not having slaves? That's you're like, be like, yeah, we don't have slaves anymore. Let's celebrate. He's like, so you are celebrating for not being a slave owner. That's why we have a national. Every year we're gonna celebrate how we decided to free the slaves. That's the holiday. No, that's stupid. The closest thing I could think that where i would be in that position of uh, a black person is uh with the holocaust like okay let's because i let's say i was in the holocaust and then they had a holiday reminding me every year that we killed the nazis and that jews went through this horrible thing i don't know it's like can I just move on? I don't need to be reminded with a holiday. You know, we have ways of memorializing it. We don't need a national holiday. It's just a weird thing to remind the whole country of every, like, on a regular basis. Like, mandate, banks are closed today because white people did something bad 200 years ago. So we've got to remind y'all. That's why the banks are closed. Cause white people used to have slaves. It's like, okay, so we gotta keep feeling bad about. It. And then, like, as if I was a black person, it's like, what is that helping me? It's like, oh yeah, it's Juneteenth. I'm not a slave anymore. Yeah, let's party. It's like. I just feel like it's kind of like a little bit of a slap in the face to like be like told like by by the country by uh who like Joe Biden and the guy that signed off on it. it's like here you go black people we made a holiday to to remind you all that we uh we freed a slaves here you go we love you like do you really have to set up holidays to have, like based on uh, race? Like racial uh, history of how we don't get along with other races. They have to be because obviously that's why it's another bullshit facade of uh, virtue. it's it has no cont It's just like here you go, I I'm not so bad after all, right? And like no, it's not you. You're not bad, and there's still gonna be racial tension if you call attention, calling attention to racial tension. Or atrocities. Doesn't take away from the... Like we have, we have MLK Day. Isn't that kind of the same thing? We have to go further back in time for some reason. We're going back to slavery. That's what they get as reparations. A bank holiday? How the hell is that? So you're not going to give them reparations. That's another thing why it's a slap in the face. It's not giving them actual reparations. It's just a fucking holiday where they... Can't get paid because the banks, because everything's closed. And the stock market's closed, so it's hurting everybody. Not just poor inner city people that don't have a trade, and that don't have a portfolio even. It's also affecting Wall Street. Thank you, Joe Biden. So MLK Day, say, what's the difference? It's like, we already are, like, remembered him and uh, the marches and the civil rights shit that he did, which was great and badass Uh, why? Yeah. What was I going to say? Yeah. It's, uh, oh yeah. So like it's, there's still going to be racial, uh, tension. Uh, it's not going to go away with just like setting up holiday. That's a very like, it's like throwing, uh, it's like trying to stop a freight train with a milk carton or something. It's like, (laughs) like putting a small animal in front of a train and hoping that it stops the train it's like no it's gonna plow right through that animal that chicken like nothing it's like nothing it's like putting a little tater tot down the train track and expecting it to stop the train it's not even gonna make a dent in the speed of racism racism runs at a constant speed all through time since races existed even before that racism is human nature it's human psychology to be a little bit like uh towards other races whether you like that or that's nature it's human psychology it's dogs are racist not even towards i'm not saying they're racist towards people they're racist towards other dogs when a border collie has to be around a pit bull the border collie is definitely judging the pit like oh these fucking dumbass! these pit bulls are so violent they don't think before they act it's the same thing of course dogs are racist toward other dogs uh you know like uh these it's the same thing like japanese dogs are definitely not fans of dingoes like a shiba inu would see a dingo and be like ugh I don't want to be in that thing's neighbor. I don't, I don't want even want to think about driving down that guy's neighborhood like in Australia where you know dingoes where they live to far cry. Wolves are cool. Like we don't same like wolves are cool. The reason we like wolves is because they're dignified. They live in packs, you know. Not like coyotes that just go alone, like just go after dogs. Wolves, are we respect because they're like the tribal version of dogs. Dingoes, hyenas, they're trash. They're low on the totem pole because they're like scavengers, you know? They just go, like, they just, they're bonkers. So anyway, we're not going to solve racism with holidays. The only thing that solves it is, like, I hate to say it, but, like, separatism. Not, like, in an evil, like, like no you're not allowed here kind of like but like um that's true though like the further you're away from other races the less you're going to complain about them because they won't be interfering in like you won't be uh seeing the contrast as much or at least experiencing it on first-hand level racism i mean hey it's based in uh real life experience not just in uh ignorance that's what they said in when i was growing up it's like racism is learned from ignorance well that's a contradiction right there either it's learned or you're ignorant it's not one or the, it's not can't be both can't learn ignorance so i didn't really get that i think um it was two schools of thought it was either it was taught and that nobody's born racist or that it's based on ignorance Well, I think both are kind of not doesn't get us anywhere because if it's ignorance, that means we could teach it away. And in some ways, sure, you can. If you're that if you're super ignorant, then, yeah, you could learn some things that like, okay, don't don't be that. Don't be whatever. But either way, it's learned from experience. You get more racist as you get older. From experience it doesn't justify it, but it' just kind of makes it true um, can't justify hatred but you could certainly justify learned experience changing your perspective on uh, things doesn't mean you're gonna act uh, toxic or evil or do anything bad it just means it's gonna change your perspective and that's something that you can't say to the woke people in their congregation but uh, I, I'm just saying it because maybe if we actually talk about what's true we'll actually be able to like make some headway and not just uh, set up holidays that just cause frustration and are insulting to both sides so fuck Juneteenth I, I'll, I'll be celebrating it by uh, waiting for it to be over I'll be doing my Juneteenth rituals, my traditions that go back to all the way back to twenty twenty one when it first came out. My celebration is i uh, I light a candle, and then as soon as the next day happens in the stock markets and the banks open again, I blow out the candle and I go, "Thank God it's over. That's stupid." Uh, But anyway, I think that covers everything. Sober update. I am 600 days sober from alcohol. 600 days from alcohol. 160 something days from weed. That's about it. Still, yeah, yeah. I've been eating a lot. I've been eating some unhealthy high-carb food because it's delicious and satisfying in a way that healthy food just ain't. Healthy food, you could eat it. You might get these, some like endorphins of like, ooh, I just ate a healthy meal. I'm full. But it doesn't fully satiate you in a way that bad food does. Bad food makes you feel full and awful and in the awfulness is like deters you from having to get more of it like once you've had enough at least for me i don't need to get multiple types of fast food in one day just you know sometimes i want sweet and salt so i'll get donut Okay, it's addictive and it can lead to a snowball like a runaway effect where you just get fatter and fatter, but at least you're getting satiated temper rarely. And it helps me sleep. Get like it knocks me out. When I eat a bunch of onion rings and pecan pie, it knocks me out. My sleep is still horrible. Anyway, it's too late in the episode to talk about boring sh- shit like that my credit score is good uh i was told to get an ar-15 by a long like a a year ago two years ago when i was in the market for guns they're like yeah shotguns you don't want a shotgun for self-defense because it leaves a huge hole in the wall get an ar-15 because it leaves little holes in the wall it's like, yeah. Do I really care? Is that really the reason? Am I actually gonna use this thing? Is that what I'm really worried about? How big of a hole in the I'm gonna have to repair? It's like, sure, that's a practical reason to get an AR-style, right, instead of a shotgun. But I went with the shotgun because I was like, if I get that AR, then I'm one of those guys who has an AR-15, and then there's like a, this stigma to it, and I'm already getting a gun. Do I have to get the most stigmatized gun? And he just shrugged. He's like, yeah, te- I don't give a fuck. It's Texas. So I didn't get the AR-15, but those are effective. There's a reason they're used by mass shooters, because they're good. They do the trick. They're efficient, but there's probably other guns that are similar that have a similar, uh you know, caliber that just don't look that way. I don't know. I'm not a gun nut. I don't. I don't know that much about guns. But they, there's definitely other like sport rifles that have the same like capacity and caliber and semi-auto that just don't look scary. So if we ban assault rifles. Or which includes, I guess, AR-style sports rifles, the uh, mass shooters will just use the kind that don't look that way but yet have the exact same capacity and do the exact amount of damage is efficiently. They just don't look as scary. So banning uh, just one style of like sports rifle that you call assault rifle i don't think that's going to solve the assaulting people problem cuz uh it's just a little it's like a gateway drug to ban all guns banning just one style of legal gun that's perfect that's already like legal that's not an assault rifle that you could just go in and buy if you're going to ban that then what's stopping people from allowing them, what's stopping Congress from allowing other bans? Like, eventually it'll be handguns, which are way more dangerous. They, they're used for a lot more homicides than rifles. So, yes, yeah, you can't really. Once you start banning any type of special, like, cherry picked gun, That opens the floodgates to repeal the Second Amendment. And I'll end on this. Really, I don't know why I'm going long. Anyway, the assault rifle ban. I'm anti that. uh, Because the Second Amendment, you could say, oh, why you really think the Second Amendment is going to stop the government from taking over, from killing a bunch of civilians? Like... Uh yes I do because if we have guns yeah we're not gonna beat the tanks we're not gonna be able to win after a dr like a drone if so, if a B twelve bombs a whole ne- like city of civilians yeah we we can't go against that unless we hijack a, a B twelve or B two but we don't have to because we have all it takes is one pistol one. Nine millimeter bullet to kill a fascist leader. If you're an anti fascist, you should be pro Second Amendment because then you could take out the leader, assassinate them, and then the armies that are controlling the F-16s and the bomb got the carpet bombers and the tank they won't have anybody to tell them to do that anymore. That's how it works. They don't just do it for fun. They do it because of the president, the fascist, the dude in charge. Just one dude is telling them to, so that's what we want. That's the whole point of the Second Amendment: to go after a fascist government or a dictatorship, whatever, a totalitarian, which is usually just one or two dudes making the calls. All it takes is one bullet. So that's the argument uh, for why the Second Amendment is still a good thing in this year and going forward. Until AI makes everything equalized and takes us all out. Anyway, thank you very much. This has been the Tim Vixle Bomb Show episode. <laughs> <laughs>